Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. You're listening to 3CR. This is Phil here. Our big thanks to Yarrabug for another fantastic show. Um, just waiting on my guest to arrive. So while we do that, we might listen to a little bit more music and I'll be back with you in just a couple of moments to have a good chat about uh, self-care, a bit of uh, what we can do to avoid burnout and why we need more heart and more art in our activism. So my guest has arrived. Her name is Helen War. She's a good friend of mine, and today I thought it would be nice to bring a friendly face into the studio as we talk about a little bit of difficult stuff. So in activism, it can be a very emotionally draining kind of experience, and it's really important that we look after ourselves at activism, and we don't talk about it all that often. But um, burnout... Burnout. What is burnout? So joining me to talk about this and how we look after ourselves is Helen War. Welcome, Helen. Oh, thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Sure. So how would you describe burnout? And and if you're so willing to be, would you ever describe any burnout that you've had in your life? Yeah, sure. I think burnout looks different for different people. Um, And I think that, yeah, it's such a diversity of um, experiences that... um, people exhibit like some people will be completely have a complete mental breakdown um some people will just retreat um and it will come at different times for different people you know like um when I was out at the blockade uh some people would come for a couple of days and then that would be that would be that that would be enough for them and then have to retreat um and some people were there for a year or two years or whatever you know and then um they had to you know, take time out or whatever that looked like. I think the big issue really is when people push past it and don't recognise the signs. And mm. I think as a movement, we probably have to get better at um, asking one another if we're okay and um, checking in with one another and, and kind of, yeah, kind of because it, it's it's really easy sometimes to, to push yourself and push yourself um, for the bigger picture, you know, the forest needs saving, you know, like children are being deported. All of these things are so imperative and important um, that we really have to look after one another because, you know, really big stuff is happening in the world that we're tackling and also within us. You know, we really internalise it, I think. Sure. And, and like, um, for the people out there, I mean, some people may not even realise that they're um, approaching burnout. I mean, mm. what does it physically feel like? I mean, actually, it was really new for me to experience burnout as well. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I was having nightmares about um, 
forest being bulldozed every night. Mm. Um, I just had, it was just exhausted and it was, it became joyless where something was really exciting and I felt um, inspired and I felt powerful. Suddenly I felt powerless, uninspired, joyless. And it really felt like I was, I was being, I was really having to push against it instead of having this huge amount of energy. Um, But still I pushed, you know, and I think looking back, um, recognizing that I was exhausted and actually um, I would cry whenever I saw an excavator Mm. or a bulldozer. And I think a lot of people experienced um, that amount of, um, some amount of post-traumatic stress um, when doing, yeah, such intense engagements um, in nonviolent direct action and and in activism. So, yeah, you know, but but I think also at the time I made a decision and I kept going and I kept going and a lot of the people around me kept going as well. Um, and I think, yeah, we, we kind of were encouraging one another. But at the time, that's what felt right, you know. So it's it's easy to have hindsight and twenty twenty vision and going, God, I should have left months before or I should have <laughs> stopped, you know. But, yeah, I think um, what was most important for me was to seek um, – uh, counseling and was to seek um the advice and uh just just to take myself out of it for a while and um connect with a lot of people and a lot of other friends um to kind of heal from it I guess yeah sure and I want to go through some um strategies um of self-care a bit later on but Mm. I was wondering just want to pick up on where you were talking before about um this kind of imperative to um to continue to take action which kind of like can be drawn from the um the urgency of an issue but also I think um, there is sometimes a bit of a superhero culture that goes around in activism that, you know, like I'm invincible and I can continue to, uh, to work 40-hour days <laughs> in 24 hours of the day um, continually. What do you mm. think about that sort of culture and um, do you see it often? Yeah, I think it's definitely pretty prevalent. Um, and I'm not really sure if I have an answer for like the antidote to it, mm. but there's definitely a superhero complex. And... Um, but at the same time, people, people, subscribe to your. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, at the same time, um, I guess if you feel like you're achieving your, your goals or your imperative, your outcome as a group, it can be very rewarding to push that hard and to also um, see a result. Mm. Um, like I kind of saw earlier this year with a campaign that I was working on, and we were all so stretched, but we saw a result in that. In that. And, um, yeah, it's it's interesting though. There's definitely an amount of having you're putting yourself in a role or a position where, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you're acting from what you feel is right, and that mm. the actions that you are taking are important, and they're going to have a positive change. Um, and I guess, yeah, where that can get unhealthy is in when it's in, you know if that's a mentality across groups of people, then yes, people are pushing themselves way too hard. They're not sleeping, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I, what I think it comes down to is if there's a spectrum of selfish and selfless, I mean, it's, um, we think selfish is a bad word and, Mm. but actually being so selfless that you forget you have a body, um, actually kind of expresses itself almost as like this, like self heroism or, or kind of like, yes, I'm, I'm all about the, the goal and the bigger picture in the campaign, but I don't care about me, but actually that's, 
unhealthy too. You have to remember to take care of yourself and mm. to t- take and care of one another. It's, it's so true. I mean, so many times you hear activism described as like kind of an altruistic act, mm. but in reality, you know, like we really do need to, to take that and focus back in on the self a little bit as well and realise that we are, whilst doing it, you know, most, uh, often somewhat motivated by those altruistic like kind of being uh, like a mentality we also have to really look in and reflect on ourselves because knocking ourselves out of the game actually like <laughs> ruins the bigger picture oh, and doesn't totally. let us get to the goals. it's actually that's the most detrimental thing we could do is to have that the hero complex and then also yeah to smash ourselves so hard we smash ourselves out of the picture then we're taken down and for me personally i had to take a break of six to twelve months i mean that's that's not actually healthy you know mm. and that's great for me to have that learning about my own process um yeah i think the healing has to come from within you know we can't tackle these issues of great socio-political economic issue without actually um having an amount of healing that we're doing from within and, and taking that out into the world you know i think if we're internalizing um these hurts and these pains and these um these issues it's it's yeah and then taking ourselves out because we're so exhausted and, and burnt out and um and potentially have a, like long-lasting psychological damage, that's not actually helping, actually. I think that's quite detrimental. Mm. Um, so maybe then that raises the question of um, everybody helping out in a small way instead of it falling on the shoulders of a few really weak, uh, uh, sorry, a few weary and very tired people. And that's what often happens in these campaigns is that, you know, people come and go but then the the core people who are driving it become so tired and it falls on a few people you know so maybe it's just a case of the whole community kind of pitching in at least a little bit sure so i'm just going to take a quick little break and hear a message from a a bit of a community announcement Um, but when we get back um let's go through a few maybe about five or so strategies that we can all take to try and look after ourselves better and avoid a bit of burnout Common Ground Festival is back this November, featuring Frank Yammer, Dallas Frasca, Emily Waramura, The Deans, plus loads more. Complementing the music makers on stage will be free workshops from the Group Work Institute, a social change unconference, mouth-watering food and nature in abundance. It's about working together to make the world a better place and having one heck of a good time along the way. So visit commongroundfestival.org.au for your tickets. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR. This is Dirt Radio. I'm Phil and I'm joined in the studio by the wonderful Helen Waugh, one of my favourite human beings in existence and um, long-time accomplice and um, collaborator on uh, many different campaigns, social justice and environment, and a good friend of foe. We love her very much. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking self-care today and looking after each other. Hence all the love in the studio. I can feel it's almost palpable. You can grab it, reach out and grab it. It's great. Um, We were just talking a little bit about what burnout um, kind of looks like, feels like, what it's kind of like looks like in the movement. But um, I want to go through, we've got about another 10 minutes to go and go through about um, five steps that we can all take to um, to try and look after ourselves better and to avoid the dreaded burnout um, because really it is about making sure that we can maintain a sustained movement for the goals that we, we need to get um, in terms of social and environmental justice. 
So the, one of the first um, tips that I've read in this um, great article on um, everyday feminism, if you look up uh, burnout, everyday feminism, you'll come up with this uh, great little article which has got five tips in it. The first one is less social media because everywhere there are trolls. And it really is about, um, you know, like controlling the way that we look at ourselves. And I know personally, uh, social media for me looks like work. Um, my feed is full of... Uh, of uh, articles about activism, um, posts about activism. And so it's not an escape for me. How about yours, Helen? Um, there's a bit more diversity in my news feed. There's a, <laughs> I mean, having um, circus as an outlet and hula hooping means that there's a huge diversity. And actually, I think my mental health improved. Having um, yeah, friends and connections in multiple different um, social circles and mm. not just my entire world was activism for a while there. And, yes, it was it was draining. And just to see that on my news feed and see that, um, yeah, that was all the information that I was taking in was how wrong everything was and very little positivity. Um, but, yeah, I mean, social media is a funny one because then we're kind of – uh, we're hooked on the like and, you know, you post something that you really care about and then, you know, it gets no likes. That's it can be feel debilitating, and <laughs> you know, and everyone else's life looks so happy and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I had smoke to, and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke <laughs> and mirrors. It's all an illusion. Don't believe the hype. Um, yeah, I mean, think maybe we haven't really quite evolved yet to be super honest about our sadness or about the downtimes on social media yet. And until that happens, I just had to kind of take a bit of a step back from social media. Um, yeah, and uh, um, just not be so kind of hooked on it because Facebook's very convincing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I, I think we can all do with less screen time in general and a little more nature. Although I, I do love your posts, Helen, where you uh, you walk through forests and give us little reflections on your life. And uh, it's very inspiring for me to remind me to get out there and like um, and stop thinking about uh, everything going on in front of me, in front of my computer. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those things came from uh, just – I just wanted to share it with people, you know. And it's interesting that I've had a lot of feedback on just um, videos of talking to the camera and being honest um, in – on a you know on a nature walk and i realized that yeah people like to connect with that and they they like to be reminded to to get out to the forest and that sort of thing because i mean i do it as much for myself as anyone else like i forget and if i stay in a city for an extended period of time and social media has a big part to play in how crazy i start to feel i think mm. so i mean even now i'm going okay i need to take a break and i need to get out to the forest again yeah, absolutely. And and that kind of brings up point number two, which is treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yep. Uh, yeah, treat yourself. Um, that looks different for everybody. I think... Uh, how do you treat yourself? How do I treat myself? Uh, the other day I was feeling really stressed and I, um, I went for a massage. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I felt great. And then I took myself out for dinner. And I was just so happy to hang out with myself. So I think um, it's for me, it's the retreat and to spend time with myself and to, to remember that it's okay and I've still got me. Even though, you know, people come and go, trees come and go, forests come and go, you know, but it, I'm still here and I'm still grateful for that. Mm. And so for me, it's about peeling back and still maintaining that, that gratitude and, um, yeah, to maintain the things that keep me happy and I've already identified them, so that makes that easy because I know I can just go hula hoop or I can go mm. for a walk in the 
in the forest or the park. Um, and that's a big part of, I guess you could call it self-care. That's a, that's a part of that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and for me, like, you know, I like to go out and um, have a bit of a dance at a festival or something like that. The recent cancellation of Birdie Seed hurt my heart so much. But, you know, it's just made me go, I need, I need multiple strategies in the way that I treat myself. So, um, so yesterday it was all art, um, a bit of music and, you know, like spending a bit of downtime and relaxation, mm. which is kind of like a, a, one of the third points, which is like, you know, it's okay to stay home. So <gasps> it is so, <laughs> it's so okay. It's it's so okay to stay home. I've I'm as a person who used to go out every weekend and now I stay home a lot of the weekends. Unless it's doof season and it looks like <laughs> it's a little bit different. But even that is a version of like um I guess derived from pleasure. Um yeah, I love staying home and I think, you know, I have more fun just cooking and hanging out with my housemates and having that as um, um, my social activity even um, as opposed to just going out clubbing or whatever it is, you know, and, and different people will like different things. But I think it's really easy to feel like you're always missing out on something. You know, it's Melbourne. It's a happening place. There's always social gatherings. There's always parties. Um, but it's not always relaxing, is it? I mean, no. sometimes you actually just need to really take that rest and and be restive. Totally. And it's it's... I say this actually, and it's good for me to even hear this again um, because it's easy to forget. And I was going through old diary entries from years ago and I was onto it, you know. I really got what it was to be peaceful and to, to be happy. And I look at it and I was like, oh, wow, I, th- I think I've forgotten some of these things. And it, one of them was just like meditate and foster self-love. And if you need time to do that and you can't do that when you're at a raging party and it's okay to just sit on your floor and just think or mm. just meditate or whatever that looks like or read sleep sleep is great <laughs> sleep is so awesome i know yeah um, i know there's certainly um some people out there who uh like to sit up on their email and you can tell that they don't get much sleep yeah <laughs> because they'll be emailing you left right and center and i think it's all right to call people out on that as well oh and- totally it's the first things that go when you see someone starting to um like I mean, your signs because you know people at their kind of like their neutral neutral point, and then they kind of go they vary from that. And you you know when your friends are not getting enough good food, good sleep, um, and mm. drinking enough water. And it's like those three things are so simple, but mm. they're the first things to go as soon as stress enters the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other points that the um the article um that I was referring to on everyday feminism refers to is less news, which I kind of take. Um, especially working around in um, more climate-related um, issues, is I don't read the climate science anymore. Mm. Look, I know that the the planet's under threat. I know that we emergency we need emergency action. We need it yesterday, um, and that we need to do all these things. But I just don't read every article that tells me that we've passed 400 parts per million, that we're not going to reach the two degree targets, because I actually find that it is worse for my uh, for my psyche than it is uh, motivational or anything like that. And it's important that these articles come out to educate people who aren't there yet, but it's okay not to keep up to every little minuscule detail of the science. Yeah, completely. Mm. Um, when I was at UNSW a few years ago, I was um, interning on a, uh, uh, a field trip and that was a Master's in Environmental Science. And um, they actually had to employ a counsellor for that course because um, of the these people just getting bombarded with all the information. I mean, I don't think that's a very 
different picture to what we hear colloquially or even mm. just conversationally and with the information that people are taking in about climate change. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting time to be alive, to be we have all of that information. We know it. You know, you can go and read it and read more and read more about sinkholes and whatever it is. Mm. With every day that passes, you know, more hurricanes and that sort of thing. I also have started to not keep up with that. And I feel it in my heart and I know the truth and I've been educated and that's what's important. And so then my actions come from that place. Mm. And it's how can I, how can I um, make change? How can I act on that with the power that I have as an individual with social media at my tips, with uh, the knowledge that I have and in this community and, and how can I make my change on this level? And uh, yeah, that's, that's how I operate. And I don't, I think reading those things and really keeping up to date would be incredibly draining. And I, I, I guess it's sad in a way because then you could argue, well, no, that information has to get out and people have to know about it. But I mean, just speaking on a personal level, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've read through so many reports in the last few years and um, I'm taking a wee break, <laughs> doing <laughs> what I, think, I can. And I think we should all allow ourselves to do that. And I, I want to give a, um, a shout out to the great work that um, 350.org are doing around that in terms of um, uh, engaging with uh, um, psychologists, um, notably the Psychologists for Safe Climate um, and also activists and getting them together to actually talk about the the trauma that comes from understanding climate science. And um, they're really leading the way on some really innovative work in terms of self-care in the field out there. So um, big props to them. And if you're interested in that, um, you can drop me a line at um, phil.evans at foe.org.au and I'm happy to hook you up with what's going on out there for all the climate campaigners out there. Um, we're running out of time, so I just want to quickly go through the last important one, which is learning to say no, which is so important, not just for yourself in terms of your self-care, but it actually allows other people space to do things, yep. which is really important for us to grow the movement and to and to spread out. So. Totally. Oh, Philly, that reminds me when we were back at um, the lead blockade. And it really through a process that we went through um, um, organising media and writing press releases, through that and finally through my departure from the blockade did I actually learn to say no because I, you know, I felt like I was doing such a great job and I cared so much about it and um, it was hard for me to kind of release that to someone else. But as soon as I took a step away, um, other people stepped into those roles and they really stepped up. Mm. And it, it was only through um, my absence and departure and the final breaking point for me, which was just to leave completely, did actually other people actually um, you know, get an opportunity. So, yeah, saying no is is so important yeah. and um and learning that it won't fall apart if you step no, away so <laughs> it won't it's fine and people people will people will know and they'll step in and they'll step up yeah absolutely um we have just run out of time which is a bit of a bummer we could talk about this for ages and ages and ages i just wanted to quickly give a big shout out to um a, a series of workshops coming up called Art and Heart in Campaigns, um, Creative Activism Workshops, which um, proud Friends of the Earth affiliate Counteract are putting on. Um, I think this is a really important step in terms of um, changing the way that we do activism and really bringing in these self-care and creative outlets um, into activism, which will help us all burn, uh, avoid burnout in the long term. So um, check it out. You can go to Counteract 
www.artandheartcampaigns.org.au and check that out or have a search on Facebook for Art and Heart in Campaigns. Use the ampersand, not the word. And um, I hugely want to thank Helen Wall for coming in this morning, this um, lovely rainy Melbourne morning. Oh, thanks for having me, Phil. <laughs>